Today, I'm from A to Z. Can't help thinking about me. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And we are going to talk about Can't Help Thinking About Me, going in the way, way, way back machine. This is his first single under the name of David Bowie. And it's, uh, and it's David Bowie with the lower third. With the lower third. Fact. So it's, it's almost, it's getting there. You know, it's an odd thing. That's all. <laughs> it's, an odd, it's an odd song. <laughs> it is. Now, generally, the, the old stuff has been really well-received. It's bounty, it's fun, it's kind of s- silly and entertaining. This one didn't hit me as, as well as the previous ones. It really? felt really clumsy. Hmm. Like, the chorus was really clumsy, and it was just kind of... Just the way it repeats the title three times? Yeah, and in a way that doesn't sound like it flows naturally. Well, this is uh, this is one of those instances of David Bowie sort of cramming more syllables into a line than naturally yeah. fit in the whole thinking about. And you know, practice makes perfect. Yeah, this was an early attempt at it. True. It uh, yeah, I feel like it didn't really have the same effect as it does as it does it later on. Uh, what I like about this song is the celebration of narcissism. Well, let's let's talk about the uh, the the subject matter of the song first. So this is about a young man who's being forced to leave home over some something that he's done. He's he's blackened the family name. His mother and his father are upset with him. They're tired of the trouble that he's causing them. He's he's got to leave. He's got to go someplace else. He's got to leave his parents' house and strike out on his own. And uh, he he accepts that. He doesn't try to deny that he's guilty. He says it right out in that first uh, that first verse, he says, I'm guilty. And he says, I wish that I was sorry this time. So he's not even really remorseful. He just, he wishes he could be sorry, but you know. And this really, it's, this is very typical of, of early Bowie that he's, so this time the, the narcissism, so usually it's just kind of, it's lingering in there, kind of just enough below the surface. This song, it's, it's there. Uh, this of course is the A side to a song that we discussed before. And I say to myself, which we previously we previously mentioned was what the most most narcissistic. Yeah, song. we quantified the level of narcissism. Oh, what was our rating scale? That. It was very high. How do we call it? Well, it was it was the number of times that he referred to himself versus the number of times that he referred to any other mm, right. uh, pronoun. So it was like more than it's like more than five times. But uh, I feel like this one might be even more so. This might be a, a less obnoxious kind of narcissism than the other one. In what way? The other one is it's basically every really obnoxious dude about girls. It's just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want you anyway. And yeah. Really obnoxious people. Yeah. Whereas this was, is like... That was the quintessential uh, nice guy. Yeah. TM song. This, uh... This one doesn't have any of that misogyny. No, it doesn't have any of that. And a lot of, it does kind of feel like almost like he's forced to be a narcissist in this instance. Well, except for the part where he says he's not sorry. Yeah. That's on him. But yeah. there, a lot of it is also because of this circumstance. He can't help thinking about him because he's kind of asked you now. He's, he's got nowhere to go. I wonder if he's talking about the incident that ended up landing him behind the jail 
behind the jail bars. Behind the bars of the behind, county jail. Behind the bars of the county. So here, I, I kept mixing it up with. So there's a uh, there's a Clash song, Jail Guitar Doors, and I was like in the process of merging those two songs together until you bailed me out, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. He wishes he could pay for his crime, and maybe that the his wish comes true when he lands behind the bars of the county jail. Yeah. These were around the same time, I think. Was it the same band? I don't. I don't think so. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, well, that was a demo. I think it was just him on guitar, right? Yeah, I think he was even still going as Davy Jones. Yeah, uh, he was with the third, the lower third, but they didn't. They weren't on that song. So maybe that's because he was sort of in solitary confinement. Yeah, like he didn't have access to the band. He was behind bars because of this crime. What do you think it was? I don't know. So one of the, I, I got contaminated by reading one of the blogs, and that said the theory was like he just impregnated yeah. someone. Yeah. Which so something at that time was a huge, huge, huge thing. Something um, that would make the neighbors talk. Yeah. Something right. that would make your father and mother angry, but not, but not a criminal right offense. It wasn't murder or anything. He didn't rob a bank or steal a car. Yeah. It was some kind of social misdeed. Yeah, maybe, maybe a pregnancy, maybe a, uh, maybe he ate too much. Having too many chocolate malts at the soda bar. Yep. Um, Things got a little out of hand. As they do, as they tend to do yeah. at the soda bar. But we call this a beautiful piece of solipsism. Yeah. And he's talking about this contains one of the, his least favorite lyrics he's ever written. And then he says as an aside that they're not, no one's even looking at his Tin Machine material. Uh, which I don't think these lines are that No, I've heard way worse. From Bowie. <laughs> Just, I mean, in general. But yeah, I mean, let's face it. It's, it's, it's no, let's get this show on the road. Let's get Atomica. That's true. So That's I'm sure true. after he... Granted, this was before Atomica. Yeah, so this but... is... Da- oh, David, if you only knew what's coming a couple years <laughs> down the road... <laughs> Uh, the line in question was, my girl calls my name, hi Dave, drop in, see you around, come back if you're this way again. Which, they rhyme. Yeah. They rhyme. I think, it, I feel like it's probably the part where he just says, my girl calls my name, hi Dave. I feel like that's the part that probably annoys him the most. Yeah, that awkward pause between yeah. opening the quotation, between the leading it off and opening the quotation. Calls my name, comma. Hi Dave. Hi Dave. That part's kind of cheesy, but yeah, you... He puts his name in there. Yeah. A lot of times with a song, the uh, protagonist doesn't... Yeah, it sounds weird named. when they put their name in there. Like, it could be anybody. But in this case, it's someone named Dave. And he's named Dave. So it must be ac- actual David Bowie. It's gotta be. Got it can't be anyone else. Yeah. So this is a true story. Uh, well, you gotta wonder how, you know, if there's like an autobiographical component to this. Because uh, David Bowie left, left home. And kind of never looked back. Went from the suburbs to the city. Yeah. I think this is a more more dramatic telling of that. Yeah. Because I left home because I wanted to leave home. Wanted to play music is a less compelling story than I committed. I brought my family shame. I need to flee. Well, maybe they were ashamed because he wanted to be an artist or a musician. Maybe. You'll never make, you'll never make money doing that. That's not... That's... <laughs> I'm more cocaine. <laughs> you'll never make a. You'll never make a. That's more Australian, isn't it? I don't do accents. 
Listen here, son, you'll, make, you'll never make a name for yourself. Yeah, that's actually, that's his gossip. Tinkering with music. Who do you think you are? The Beatles? You're no Beatle. I was very method. Thank you. So, I actually, I kind of liked the version from Storytellers a little bit better than the original version. The amped up yeah. electric. I feel like the the louder music and the kind of bigger sound covers up for some of the clumsiness of the lyrics and the delivery. Yeah, it's faster, and he's got backup singers Yeah, uh, in that one, so that kind of helps. Plus, it's in stereo. I don't know, I kind of like these uh, these older songs. I like the, the mono mix, the sort of muscliness that you yeah. get with the, everything sort of crowded together. On all the other ones, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I guess it's just something about this one didn't really hit me in the same way as mm. those other old ones. There's a kind of nostalgia to the way he, uh, he revisits the... The playground, or I guess the, the football field is what the recreation ground is. Um, now, when you say football, you mean actual football, right? Would, um, would they, we would call soccer. Rugby? That's the same thing, right? Rugby in America is what they call soccer in England, right? Is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, that won't um, infuriate anyone in Europe who happens to listen to this at all. Uh, and the... Uh, the opposing sides are called factions, right? Uh, there's one faction in East London and another faction in North Ireland, and they have a constant feud going on. Is that how that works? Yes, that's rugby. exactly how rugby works. American rugby. Um, British soccer. That's, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got that right. Um, I'll go to Wikipedia and change it if it's not okay. written that way. Make sure everything is correct. So, yeah, there's a sort of a whimsy nostalgia to the way he's sort of revisiting things on his way out. Uh, he's leaving them all in the Never Never Land. Yeah, I see him just like walking around from like place to place all by himself with like his bag over his shoulder, like a leather jacket on, hair's kind of blown in his face, the head's kind of down. Yeah, this is like the, this is, this is the mid-60s David Bowie equivalent to the sad piano music at the end of the Incredible Hulk TV series. Just, yeah, sadly making his way out of town. Yeah. Saying a solemn goodbye to all his old haunts. Yeah. And then his, his girl uh, runs up and says, See hey, you Dave. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's really, so, Not so good. <laughs> she's, very, <laughs> she's very chipper about it. Actually, yeah. so... It, Turns out nobody's mad at him. He's just sort of like sulking around. He does this every day. Yeah. He does this every afternoon after school. He's like, ah, nobody likes me. Yeah. Everybody's... God damn it, David. Stop being so emo 30 years before emo is a thing. Everybody's trying to come up and say hello, and he's just... Everyone says hi. Everyone says hi. He's just he's not like, hearing. Tell me that in 2002. Let's see. Anything, anything else about the, this particular song? We talked about the band The Lower Third, right? We did, we did. Um, it was his first single in the U.S. Warner Brothers released it, and it did not perform well. Did not. It was a flop. Oh, it was. He also said it was also kind of a uh, kind of symbolic of him leaving the lower third. This is right. It was kind of towards. I feel like I. There were yeah. There's read that. <laughs> yeah, some people have said that his his leaving town is kind of like dropping the lower third because they had been a band around London for a while. Yeah, this was just their their second single together and this was 
Actually, yeah, it was uh, it was their last single together, their final single together. So maybe it was maybe it was a parting ways with them kind of thing, but maybe not too. It's it really just seems more like it seems like a very David Bowie song, loneliness, isolation, those kind of themes coming in. Can't help thinking about me. Can't help well, thinking about me. Um, I can't think about how much I like this song. How much do you like this song? I, uh, well, just, just leading up to that makes it sound like I like it a lot more than I do. I'd probably give it more like a four. Wow. I do like it a lot. I like, I like the pairing of this with uh, the super narcissistic song on the B-side. Just the awful portrait that that paints for this terrible, terrible person. It seems perfect for the, the kind of, you know, loner David Bowie sort of persona that he that he built up as this as kind of an artiste, you know, kind yeah. of a control freak as far as like collaborating with 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 people. He went through all these bands. Eventually, he would find people that he would work with a lot, like Carlos Alomar and Tony Visconti and. Reeves Gabrels for so long and so many of the other musicians, Mike Garson. But there was a lot of, I think he, I feel like he, he fostered a lot of resentment throughout his career with, with people that he worked with who, uh, who felt less appreciated than some of those other people. Dave so, and that ego. Yeah. Big ego. Big ego. Can't help thinking about that ego. Yeah. So, wow. Four. Four. Um, Four egos. Four egos. Um, I'm I'm going a little lower. Like, for some reason, this song didn't really resonate with me as well. It's okay, but yeah, it's just, it just felt clumsy, and I think maybe he just it, it started to become too much narcissism, mm-hmm. and he like started to feel like just a really whiny nineteen year old a lot of the time. Like he's yeah, like he's exiling himself because he did something and it might, might not even be that big a deal. He's like, I have to leave. But I'm not sorry, but I have to leave. I'm sad I'm leaving. So it just kind of like struck me so obnoxious. I mean, it kind of ruined the song for me a little bit too. So I'm going to give this song two and a half egos. Two and a half egos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a young Bowie. And he's, he's, being, he's being pretty uh, pretty obnoxious, as you say. There's something about that that I like, though. Um, all right. Well, there's nothing else about uh, Can't Help Thinking About Me. I guess we're going to have to pick a song to be the next episode. And I think I may have found a song that is worthy to represent that maybe we could vote on. I think I have... You have a, a nominee? I may... Maybe we should have some sort of a convention for our, our, our candidate. That's a good idea. Let's make a candidate. Um, yeah, let's get back together here uh, next time. We'll it, talk about... In celebration of candidate. Candidate. We will drop many patriotic balloons. But until then, you can find us on the internet. Facebook from A to Ziggy. At from A to Ziggy on the Twitters. Uh, from A to Ziggy on Instagram. We're on Instagram, right? I think there's an Instagram. There's no pictures. There is not a single picture. There, No picture exists. Eventually from A to Ziggy, we'll start taking pictures of We'll join the 21st century. <laughs> breakfasts. Breakfasts and what our feet look like while we're talking about from A to Ziggy. Yeah. The essential stuff. The essential stuff. The stuff that takes up the Instagrams. So yeah, you can find us on those and then you can come on iTunes and 
Come on, iTunes. Come on, iTunes. Come and rate our new show. It's so awesome. You'll like it so much. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Uh, spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. We're also on Stitcher if you're a mobile app user. You can listen to our podcast while you're chasing Pokemon. Yeah. I'm told if we reference cultural things of the moment, then that'll make people want to listen to us more. Yeah, or completely, or be baffled when they listen two or three years from now as to what it is we're talking about. (laughs) Republican National Convention, what's that? What were the the Republicans? (laughs) What was an election? (laughs) Tell me about this America. I don't remember it. Premier Trump says we're not supposed to talk about the past. He says the the past is awful. (laughs) Nobody talks about that anymore. It's no good. Uh, Until then, uh, my name is Thomas. And I am Travis. Goodbye. The past is a failing past. Nobody talks about that. You know who likes the past? Crooked Hillary. I should sue the past.